What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Period. tweet today actually let's say somebody has a major update and you'll be like oh you um i didn't know that you had your um back fat amputated and they'll be like i tweeted it so as if you supposed to be like checking for their tweets for like personal updates you know what i'm saying yeah but i think i low-key oh you mean like opposite wise like people be like oh i posted this on social media oh you should know yeah I th- I think I I have felt like that before. I think I have um done something and somebody asked me about it. I'm like I like I posted it, but I think because I might have got so many likes and comments, I will assume that everybody seen it. But it's I guess that I guess that was me being entitled. No, okay, so I do that, I'm, but I do it to a specific person. I'm gonna tell you why. So one of my friends, and I don't care if she hearing this either. Cherie, I just playing now, but um. She got my post notifications on for my stories and my my um post, and I told her I was like, "Girl, that's kind of weird. That's, that's obsessive." <laughs> Wait, does she do that for other people? I don't know. She got I, I I saw it. She never told me. So mind you, me and Street talk pretty pretty often, like every day almost. Sometimes she literally has my post notifications and never liked none of my posts. Mm. I'll be like, girl, if you don't like my posting, why would you have my dad yeah, on scene? I wonder what that's about. Being nosy. I have never subscribed to people's post notifications before. She be like, I know that I, I know when you start when you wake up because you and that's when I know I just call you in because your post notifications on. She's psycho. Cherie is crazy. Mm-hmm. I people always tell me though I have an obsessive personality, like the way that I act and how I am, people like it draws people towards me. So in a way, I'm kind of used to it, but I'll be telling her, girl, unsubscribe to my post if you're not going to like shit on my page. But um, <laughs> Yeah, at least at least align that um that engagement with the with a like or something. That's I will literally see her in my likes, like my views. Like, I don't check my views, but I will, before I bring it up, I will literally check to see if she saw it. She saw it. I'll bring it up in a conversation and she'll be like, oh, I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe she act like she ain't see it because she know you know she'd be subscribing to your post. That's, that's why a I brought odd. it up because I know that you saw it, Craig. <laughs> but no, yeah, I always felt like, okay, well, I posted it. You must have seen it. But I mean, I guess it's not that deep. I don't really post a lot of updates, updates, but when I have, I'm like, I know you had to see it, especially for somebody like I'm real cool with. But um, let's get into the episode. Um, I have a black business of the week, y'all. I want to shout out Fit Foodie Bistro. They are located in Austell, Georgia. Um, I came across this place doing one of my um, Uber Eats pickups back in the day or whatever, and I I, I learned they were black owned. And I was back like, back in the day, oh, because it's it's gonna be a long time before I do that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, I found out this restaurant was black owned, and the food looked pretty decent. So I was all right. Like one day I'm gonna try to check it out. So the other day I went. And I got what I don't normally get when I go play. I got a, Alfred, a shrimp Alfredo. And normally I'm not a big Alfredo person, but because it was blackened shrimp, I kind of, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be good. So anyway, it was really good. And um, y'all just check it out. They have a nice meal. They have like impossible meat. You can get like bowls, like at Chipotle. You can get pasta, okay. pasta meals. You, they have shrimp and grits. They have like burgers. It's, it's a cute little spot. I think it seems like they used to be a meal prepping company. And then they just kind of evolved. And they super fast. Like, we had got, like, two meals. And it took, like, seven minutes. It was, like, crazy. Anyway, 
Um, like this right here, I'm gonna show you is I don't know what it is actually, so I'm not gonna show you. It's, it's like they have a lot of healthy foods and they got some like treats. Oh, it's it's actually really good. So anyway, the, like I said, it's called Fit Foodie Bistro. It's located at 3999 Austell Road, Suite 355, Austell, Georgia, obviously. And um, check them out on Instagram. It's Fit Foodie Bistro. I'll put the information in the episode notes. But it's a cute little spot and the food is actually good. I'm gonna go back one of these days and try the shrimp and grits. I just try to tread lightly with the heavy carby meals because i really hate feeling like sluggish and full it's just not fun so maybe I, they open at noon every day so maybe i'll get it like as soon as they open and then kind of like you know yeah if i have a big lunch i'll be full all day as long as i don't eat that towards the end of the day and i won't feel because i don't i don't gain two pounds and this has been driving me up the wild child and they are affordable and they just i think i think it's just a nice it's, it's got a lot of i like places where you can make a bowl because yeah. it's kind of like unlimited options almost and they have i mean all kinds of stuff they got uh seafood it's just check it out check it out i can't even put in the words i see my cat got my tongue (laughs) um so as you know i've been cutting i cut out meat on january 1st so i had a weak moment this weekend because i was legit feeling weak because of my work and i've been like um moving around a lot just being very active with work so i'm like i need something heavier so at first i was just like get a burger you know so i was gonna go to study vegan but it was kind of out the way um, I don't really like, I hate when I go on set because I don't really like the food unless I'm going on certain sets. Like if I'm going on set of like Family Hustle, they legit let, let us think we want. So whatever they, whatever we want, they will go get it. I love that. Yeah, but you that's can, not so they, just, they just make food runs for whoever what they want? For whatever you want. Mm. And want or sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they'll um they'll give us like six menus. They'll like choose one of these okay. we'll go get it for you i love that but um that's unrealistic when it comes to my line of business mm-hmm. so they usually just have um like they have like craft services and they'll all just go get like um firehouse sub and they'll have different sandwiches for different people yeah who, whatever, something that's easy know? to kind of like like yeah. everybody i don't be liking it yeah so i'm just have lettuce and bread right um so I normally just like eat, get my own food. Like I, I'm like I don't like that. So I ended up getting Burger King today because I needed something heavy and slowly vegan was out of the way. So I got the Impossible Burger. But yesterday I ended up getting um poppies because we all just sat like with poppies. I love poppies, but poppies is something that you need to eat when you eat meat. So <laughs> since you don't eat meat, you probably wouldn't really enjoy it because yeah. it's Cuban food. It's it's very similar to the food that we ate in Costa Rica, very similar, but not the same. Yeah. And uh, um, I had shrimp. I was like, I'm gonna just get shrimp. But I don't feel bad for eating seafood because it's not that bad for me, but I just didn't, I don't really, that's a couple of times I've had seafood, it hasn't been good. Um, so that's why I- because your body has kind of dis, like disassociated itself from seafood? Um, it's the taste like I buy bags of shrimp. So it's these one bag, like this big bag of shrimp that I get from Kroger that was just like bomb. Like I put, I used the shrimp for everything. The shrimp was good. I think I probably ate it too much because that's how I felt feel about salmon. Like I can't eat it because I've eaten it too much. So I'm like, I don't even want yeah, salmon. Yeah, I just had salmon just now and it, I had to get it. It was already like prepped with flavor, but if I would have made it from scratch, I would have been like, I don't want this no more. Just off smelling it. Like I don't want it. Yes. But that shrimp from yesterday. The shrimp from where? Was probably the nastiest shrimp I ever had, poppies, that I had yesterday. 
That was probably it the nastiest good. shrimp I've ever had in my life. Wait, will you think first it was the shrimp, shrimp or the meal? It was the shrimp. Um, because at first I'm looking at the shrimp, it was so pink and white, like it looked fake. Like I'm like, did they inject this shrimp with color? You know what? I bet I know what you're talking about. I had um my partner had bought some shrimp recently from Whole Foods. It was like Key West shrimp or something like that. It was the only thing left and it was disgusting. It was white, it was white shrimp, and it was not good. It was like pink and white, very pink and white, and then the taste of it was like um it tastes like um caulk, like wall. Like I was biting it, like it, it felt like mushy wall. Like it so I was trying to like pour sauce on it, put in the rice, put the black beans on it, and it just wasn't working. So I'm like, okay. And mind you, shrimp really don't even have a taste for real, for real. So if you had to do all that, I think it's just like, it's time to let them go play with their brothers and sisters, like that boy said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I ain't gonna lie. The last time I went to Pies Bowl, I finished the whole bag of crabs. Like, I had Pies Bowl a few weeks ago, and I was officially done with, I was like, all right, I can't do this kind of food no more. Yeah, the bo- the the crab the seafood in the bag phase is like pretty much gone for me too, because literally every time I go now I just get crab legs and corn. Like I don't want nothing else in there. I can't lie, the corn be slapping though when it be in them bags. This, this, <laughs> I don't know. I can't even have the potatoes no more. Like I don't even like how the potato tastes with the sauce. So I literally replace the corn my corn slap. I what's crazy is I don't really eat corn on the cob any other time i just have like corn like you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but that corn a cob when it be in there i'm like can i just get that can y'all cater that <laughs> can I? listen i know people that, that, that literally just get it with the seasoning <laughs> when i was it's growing so up we used to put season salt on ours but it don't hit like it had a hit if you go to like powers bowl or just crab yeah that besides being in crab legs and just that um, the crab legs at powers bowl this salt that seasoning isn't as salty so i can deal with it like i yeah. have that but even now, you know, I was a firm believer in wild crab. I can't even do that no more. Yeah. Who's off? And that used to be a spot. Not no more. I'll grow stuff real quick. Yeah, me too, actually. I outgrow stuff before I even try it. <laughs> That's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to tweets from the streets. Um, oh, I had. Yeah, you know, it's not, I guess this is kind of like a topic, honestly, maybe not for today, but people really have been showing their ASS about this minimum wage increase. I think it's absolutely insane that people do not want folks to make a livable wage. People are basically saying, well, if they increase minimum wage, that means products are going to have to increase and that means that companies won't be able to afford their um to pay their employees now that might be the case for some small businesses but there are there are some people and and then on top of it they would say oh you think a burger flipper gonna be making 13 dollars an hour it, let me tell you something even in my professional realm like i'm you know i make a pretty decent salary i did way more work when i was working hourly jobs than i do now like the stuff that i do now is is strenuous mentally but i don't get cussed out every day i don't get yelled at i don't have to deal with people's money their attitudes their different personalities or being in environments where i gotta be like feeling uncomfortable but these people who are making literally the the lowest possible legal rate and only getting that because it's the law should not have to deal with that i I'm, i just think it's insane to me that people are, are debating what that that basically saying like 
I saw this one tweet and I know he was trolling because people just say stupid stuff for attention. Talking about, um, I'm a, I, oh, I, I, I feel boxes at Amazon. Ain't no way, uh, somebody oh, yeah, who, ain't, yeah. who ain't making no skill, skill, doing no skill job deserve to be making as much as I do. First of all, every job is skill. Let's, let's not, let's not misunderstand what skill means. It really, like, if you think about it for real, for real, all jokes aside, I know I might make fun of people who I feel like work certain kind of jobs, but that's only because they be working them too goddamn long. But I just, I think that, it takes a lot to manage any kind of restaurant let alone a fast food restaurant people are not respectful and then, you know because of the type of services or the food they offer people kind of feel like you know it's just you just attract a specific kind of crowd but anyway all i'm saying is i have made minimum wage before and i had to work two and three more that's the only reason why i used to work so many jobs because i wasn't making enough money nobody should have to work multiple jobs that should not be the expectation because yeah. now you don't have no free time you can't really take care of your family and then when it comes to like government assistance it puts you in that weird place where you can't really afford to take care of yourself but you also don't qualify to get certain kind of benefits but i just think that anybody working a job whether it's a teenager or a grown person they should be able to take care of themselves like it should not put you in a position where you cannot escape poverty now i do agree that um people should try to work to get out of a minimum wage paying job as quick as possible but it's not that simple and you got to start somewhere you know what i'm saying so i wish that there was ways or if we could and this is why i try to help people as much as i can find ways to transfer your skills so you can get out of that situation but while you're working on that you should not be suffering you should not be living in poverty that should not be the case and so it's just so crazy the stuff that people are saying i'm like this is not even coming out of your pocket and while we talking about minimum wage, what ain't went up since what, 2008? Property value has gone up. Food has gone up. Gas has gone up. So many things have gone up, but these people are making the same amount of money and the same for servers. You know, the minimum, like the servers make a flat rate, what, like 280 plus yeah. tips. People don't always get tips. And it's like, what if some, you know, people who go to restaurants and they don't tip. So you really think that whole experience you had was worth 2,080 cents, even if the server wasn't that good. Like I still leave a tip because I'm just like, you know, you don't even know what kind of day they had, unless they were just outright disrespectful. But I have always left a tip because I cannot live with myself knowing I let somebody get paid $2. Yeah. For me to get unlimited lemonade refills and extra sauce on the side. I agree. I I, I actually saw the exact same tweet that you're talking about. And I realized just how dumb people are. For one, I think that we've been, we as in the black community have been like programmed to think that for one, if you're not working hard, you're not working. And I always tell people that I can say that I worked the hardest when I made the least. Like I didn't do, I don't do as much work as I do now. And I make way more than I did when I did, when I made the least. Mm-hmm. Um, this is triggered back to the conversation about the makeup, um, the agent I was talking about, you know, if you charge them more than $150. Okay. So I can honestly say, cause even my friends have brought this up cause they work noticed that I work least than what I did before, but I'm also making not literally 10 times maybe more the amount that I was making when I was working at a salon. Now, back when I was working at a salon, I was charging between $75 and $85 for makeup. Imagine how long it would take me to get, how many people I had to do to get to $1,000 when I can literally make double that in one day now like and barely do anything. I can do one face and touch it up for the rest of the day. Boom. I done made what I would make at a salon for, in, in it would take me about two weeks to make made that in one day you know what i'm saying and i'm like i'm like i I really want people to let go of the shackles that we got to work hard just to make money i mean you you definitely need to work hard hard by even showing up let's be for real yeah like by even performing the task of the job yeah and then also i feel like that's also another 
um, not to sound racist, but that's like a white people's mentality as well to how they look at us. They feel if we don't deserve the same amount of money as them. And I I don't like that because it's it's like, okay, so you are quote unquote Black Lives Matter, but you're literally taking the traits of white people, how they treat us that elitist. Because people want to feel better. They want to feel like they're better than you. So if you make it minimum wage, there's no way that you deserve the same like luxuries as me. And let's be very clear, $13 an hour ain't a lot either. So right. anybody who's even making around that amount and acting like that, y'all, I mean, to be honest, especially in Atlanta, where exactly can you live making that kind of money? And I don't mean just any old thing, somewhere that you want to live. I'll tell you this. I was making $17 an hour working at Mac and was struggling to get my own place. Listen, I was working at the Apple store making $14.50 and my rent wasn't even $700 and I was living check to check. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, and I and I was and I was never lazy, and I was getting more than full time hours. I, that was with overtime, and I yeah. it was hard. So it's like, and, and nobody would have ever known I was making that kind. They probably thought I was making more than that, and it shouldn't even matter. Now, the point is, I honestly I don't even think I could have found an apartment around that time that was safe in around that price point so it was like live here and be worried about you got their head getting blown off or yep. you know do what you gotta do and ha- have your money tight and then i had to end up you know hustling my way out of that but it's just nobody like that that's not it's just it's just crazy it's crazy to me it's crazy to see the things that people were saying and it's like you should not like and now they're like, okay, well, if they give, if they give, uh, if they raise minimum wage, then I need a raise. And I'm like, so what changes? And to me personally, I feel like to 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 fix the issue of poverty, it's going to take a lot more than minimum wage being raised. It's going to have to be something, you know, with policy, with with how it, how much it costs to live somewhere, how much it costs to buy groceries. Because I do think that with the raise of minimum wage, cost of goods will go up, and that and it essentially will lead us to an issue that's not going to help us. But I think that minimum wage should have always been growing up with with the cost of everything else it's just y'all crazy yeah. i don't care if this, i'm a millionaire this, I, I don't want nobody to be making minimum wage and, and be trying to keep a roof over the head and then let's not even forget a lot of those people who make minimum wage don't even get sick time they don't get they don't get no off days they don't exactly. get nothing they don't really get any true like development it's just so it's crazy um yeah mac was the only job that i had in my whole life that gave me sick time and they kept pay vacation um, I had uh insurance like stuff like that. I've never had a job like that. Yeah. But, um. Also, what this has taught me was to rob the government. Honestly. <laughs> oh my if, god. I'm sorry. Uh, FBI, are you listening? No, 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 <laughs> no. But, I mean, realistically, though, if you if you can finesse the government, get you, and get some assistance out of it without getting caught do it i don't endorse this i do not endorse this okay as long as we clear (laughs) you ain't gotta endorse it but for real for real i i always was that person that was just so like child don't be doing that don't do this don't do that but honestly just to see where we are and how much work we do for the white man you deserve it (laughs) rob them hoes oh my god the way they ran up in that capital and okay all right no we ain't gonna no. take it that far. I'm gonna I'm I'm leave it out. Just meet me on Clubhouse. 
Oh God. Okay. Anywho, but yeah, I just want y'all to um don't get beside yourself. Nobody is exempt from even needing one of those minimum wage jobs. Anything can happen. And the pandemic has proven that. And just because you make more money than somebody does not make you more more valuable, more important. And if you are a person that's in a situation making minimum wage, I highly, highly advise and encourage you to get your hustle up, man. You gotta, you know, find ways to get out of that situation as well. Cause you, you want a livable right wage. And aside from being livable, you want to be comfortable so you know try to find ways that you can learn new skills or learn ways that you can make your skills transferable so you're not in that predicament i think that a minimum wage job should not be a long-term plan but unfortunately that is the case for a lot of people so you know i want everybody to grow and i think that even if everybody in the um country or world made the exact same amount of money i think that we could you know we could still have a thriving economy because we have things like goods and services Hmm. so anyway all right on to the next shop talk shop talk thing all right period so um for me today on this lovely day i ain't gonna say what that is but oh we can uh, say it because it coming out tomorrow oh it's tuesday um i've seen a lot of lying about um about plastic surgery a lot on social media this week and i'm gonna call it out period come on Let's start about bad baby. So I've been seeing on the blogs that it's been like, um, her face has dramatically changed. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me go look. I do think that, I, th- I do think that as you get older, um, your features do change. Like you grow into your noses, you grow into your lips. Like I know for me, when I was younger, I used to have huge features. Like I still do, but it looks more proportionate on my adult body. So it, you know what I'm saying. I don't think people will be like, "Oh, you want a guy something there?" Yeah. However. Um, with growth, your upper lip doesn't grow. That just doesn't, that just doesn't happen, you know? So her lips have been looking really big. Her nose has been looking extremely small and tiny. Um, her face just looks different as a whole, but it's not like puberty growth. It's like genetics, genetics ain't genetic. Yeah. So she's been basically trying to convince people that, that lip gloss and lip liner is the reason why they think that her lips, that she got lips done. Even the way that she talks, um, I work in the cosmetic industry, obviously, so I see people with lip injectors all the time. A lot of my biggest inspirations when it comes to my looks that I do, they all have, I pay attention to how they talk and how their lips move. Baby, just pay it. I understand that you're young and you don't want to, you don't want people to know that. actually very young to have had any kind of cosmetic surgery. So I am looking at her. She definitely got her lips done. Yeah. I'm trying to peep this nose thing though. No, nah, I don't know about the nose, but definitely definitely the lips. Yeah. Um and then Tommy was saying that she had a filter on, but she keeps saying stuff about her body. And I don't I don't I don't mean to make it seem like I'm like shaming or whatever, but I just be want people to be real about honest about it. Yeah, it's I agree. Line, like, um I just don't want people because I think what happens is people get a false sense of reality. So in their head, they think that they're they're either supposed to be born like that or that's how you're supposed to look. Yeah. But I think that they become insecure about it because they think that what they have is abnormal. Exactly. So I think that it, you know, as a responsibility, especially if you're a public figure, that you should express that to your audience at least. Um just because you don't you you don't know what type of influence you're having on like that could literally make people very insecure. And I, I personally 
do whatever you want to do with your body. I was against surgery at one point in time. I can't, I would be lying if I ever told you that I wasn't considering doing things to my face or my body. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just be honest about it. Like, I wouldn't want to be one of those people that do something and people notice a dramatic change. And I'm like, nope, I ain't get it. I ain't get that done. I ain't do it. Yeah, I think you better off not addressing it at all instead yeah, of denying it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, um, yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not anti-surgery. I have expressed on this podcast multiple times about things that I have thought about getting done. Um, and I, yeah, like you said, I, people have, I do think Tommy has been looking different, but I also don't follow her to know enough about what she might have done but i i mean yeah just i mean i do think people should just be honest or just don't address it at all that's really all you can do just like because now you want like a liar now you won't be going over the top trying to prove your point it's like is that really necessary and i do think social media has led to that insecurity that people have people might have always been insecure about a feature of their body but they might not have always wanted to act on it but because of you know cosmetic surgery being extremely popular and extremely accessible that just kind of you know it just grows mm. and now people all have this unrealistic expectation of how they want themselves to look which is just like everybody else instead of being their true self so me and my flat out I'm just gonna sit that one out <laughs> i think <laughs> um, okay <laughs> um i want to bring i also wanted to bring up the fact that um rasby is back in the media for once again exposing chris Stokes for his um, his past rumors of being a molester, pedophile, whatever. The this has the, been going on for uh, so. I feel really bad for Rasby because I feel like people are trying to make him look crazy, and this man has been talking about what happened to him for a very long time. And I think that if it wasn't true, then he would be getting sued. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the stuff that's going on, and I, I saw the other day that Chris Stokes tried to say that Rasby's brother was responsible. Is that what? Do you remember? No, I he said his brother was part. in jail serving time right now for doing that to somebody else. So basically, saying it has to be him. And then I saw that he commented on Orion's picture. Orion was like, "Take the take the polygraph." Like, yeah. You thought you yes, had an ally? Yeah, I just because my brother not really vocal about it or whatever he got going on. Because from my understanding, Omarion is like not necessarily friends with Chris Stokes or whatever, but he was the one that was still in contact with him on good terms with him throughout this whole process yeah and i'm just like how you yeah. know i was yeah, i don't know so i but it just seems too much i think for me um i watch people struggle with coming out about um sexual abuse and any type of abuse and just to see somebody so vocal about it and been vocal about it for a long time and the only response they've gotten was he's crazy he's but he's you know what on his yeah exactly and, and, and rightfully so like he could be having a manic episode but he ain't uh, what the thing about people who have these type of um reactions or um like mental illness they don't come from nowhere they don't i was just, just about to say that sexual abuse leads to people having manic episodes or becoming what people would consider crazy because it literally messes with your mental it's traumatizing it's like having a near-death experience almost and maybe not the same thing but it's one of those things that impacts you so much that you cannot go back to normal yeah so i i 100 percent leave him and i think that he should be I think he should take the polygraph test, do whatever he needs to do to get justice. And I think that Chris Stokes needs to be getting the same treatment as R. Kelly. I wonder 
if he can they still take legal? Can Rasmy take legal action still? Like, what can he do to get some closure? I mean, I, not that he could ever get closure because this is something that will have to happen within, but like, what can be done besides like calling them out and stuff? I don't know. This stuff is always a, a really tough subject to talk about because, for one, you just don't want to say the wrong thing. And you, I definitely want to be somebody who is very fragile or very, you know, just cautious of what I say to people who have been affected by those type of things or any type of things that's traumatizing. Because I know for me, just because I personally didn't go through it, I can't really speak on it. And even, even if I did, everybody's situation is different and they, you know, they approach it differently. Um, I just, I'm, I try to listen as much as I can and do what I can. Like, I, I'm, I don't know, but I think that, I don't know. Like, I don't know what could be done after that. Like, if he can go to jail and yeah. if he doesn't feel better, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I, I want I want Rasby to get um the closure that he needs because sexual abuse does have lifelong impacts. And I know this from, you know, someone, someone that I know has been dealing with something like that for a very, very, very long time. And it is, it is also one of those situations where people don't believe them and they call them a liar or the person who did it, you know, the law was on their side and, you know, things trigger it, seeing that person's name, meeting somebody from their family or knowing somebody that you know is still cool with them. It's like, it'll make you react and you might not want it to be that way, but your mental has been screwed up so much from that situation, from, from somebody taking one of the most prideful or valuable things that you have and taking advantage of it. It's, it's scary. Mm. So I have a question for you. I have a question. I mean, I guess it's going to be our topic. It kind of stems from some of the things I made, the comments I made about minimum wage. Do you think that you are doing everything your power to do, to, to reach the success that you want? No. What are some things that you feel like you could be doing differently or better? And then like, what's stopping you from doing that? Okay. So my business has thrived with the, um, my business has thrived and got better with the help of social media. Okay. So I've always been a person that's been in the social media since my space days. Like I've been, I've been consistent with it over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so each time there's a new platform, I just transfer over to that one. I haven't really transferred over to TikTok yet. Cause I just can't really get into it. Yeah. But for the part, I've, I've been very, um, successful with my business do, through Instagram and, you know, whatever. But for me, I think that I wanted to get my followers up and I wanted to get more of an audience because the goal is to start my own business. So I wanted to have other uh, stems of income, meaning that I wanted to um, have a cosmetic line, maybe sell apparel, uh, like different things, because my background comes from fashion. So I mean, I still have that there. Like, I still have an interest in fashion. Like, I definitely am a, a person that pay attention to the latest runway shows, whether I'm paying attention to the makeup or the looks. So I still want to keep that part of me. But I do want to, I don't know. Like, I just feel like me just focusing on makeup um, and just posting that and just taking clients and doing whatever I do, I feel like that's just not enough because I could be making so much money. I watch people around me way younger than me. Doesn't That doesn't matter. Age ain't number the number, but... I watch people do so much stuff around me and they take advantage of their platform and they be making some paint. Okay. You know, I think about 
that too, but I always wonder, because you know, some, for example, there are some people who were born to be teachers, born to be accountants, or born to be in certain fields, and you might see, like in your case, you might see people younger than you that are doing certain things that you haven't tapped into fully yet and making all this money, but like, what if it's just not a good match for you? Because I think about this, like I, um, like I'm really good with data and analytics and just the, like the field that I'm in is the match for the things that I'm interested in, but there are so many additional skills that I could add to it that I know could even like maybe double my salary but I'm just not into it and like should I do it just because you know what I'm saying like what if I mean I can be intrigued by it because I see the kind of money that is bringing in other people but if it's not for me like I mean I don't you know what I'm saying it's like I'm in a weird place of just do it or do I really care about that um like you say TikTok, I, I, right? TikTok is a social media platform and it's fun. It's doing all this cool stuff. And if you've been consistent on social media, it kind of seems natural to navigate towards that. But TikTok requires a little bit of uh, interest and uh, dedication to be consistent on there. So yeah. it's like not not saying that it's lazy to not do those things, but what if you just, it don't feel natural? <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely part of it. But I think for as far as like me, um doing a cosmetic line like I literally think about it all the time like I just be I just for one I don't know where to start because I'm one of those people where I don't want to just buy something and glue my name on it because that's what was gonna be it you know for the longest I just was gonna like just get a product and just put stick you know my logo on it get it pressed on there and sell it but I think now um with me looking at certain products that I use and um all type of stuff. I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I wouldn't want, I don't even, I know that for me personally, I don't even buy people um, people's products who I feel like they do that. Because yeah. I'm like, what makes sure it's better than anybody else? Different yeah. from not even anybody else's, but I can literally go to like the beauty supply store and get this. This is like low grade product when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I know what you mean. I work, I work on TV. I work on film. I, I, I have to have very pigmented products i have to have stuff that actually works so i don't want to put my name on something and then it's trash you know no, what that I'm makes saying? sense people it's just... like you might make a few sales when you first launch it but in the long run people will start to compare like hmm, i kind of like this better because it does this and this and it's like yeah. even for yourself when you buy certain products you know what you're looking for i can understand that but you know what yeah. a lot of people do that and i and i mean that's good that you acknowledge that because I see that all the time on social media. I'm like, all oh, y'all selling the same lip gloss. Y'all same. And I know it's, it takes a lot of effort to try to find a scientist and a chemist or whatever it's called when you find somebody who really mixes products and gets, you know, certain results. And I think people just looking for a quick turnaround. But I don't think that brings longevity unless you're able to like, somehow magically grasp a new concept while you know feeling off that success of that initial launch but i agree you want to kind of get customers and retain them and then make them want to yeah. you know share your stuff so i mean i do want to invest money and do that um you know link with some chemists and go to some factories i see that happening all the time but for me i don't know how to do it like all i know is i just know go to sephora also buy myself and go put it on yeah like, i don't really know <laughs> so i just i just haven't done that same thing with the apparel like i definitely feel like i go to work i love i i we're in an age where people record and post every fucking thing okay so when i'm outside of work people get so shocked they'd be like damn 
I don't even know that you look like that outside of work because when I go to work, I look so bummy. Like I literally wear like UGG boots, raggedy sweatpants, t-shirts. That's right. And it's all because I spend money on my clothes and I get down and dirty when I'm doing work. Like I, yeah, you, and you want to feel comfortable when you're doing that kind of work. Yeah. I'll be there all day. So like I've, I've been on video sets for like 24 hours before. Why would I want to come and put on some uncomfortable shoes? It's a red bottom. Just to look cute. You know what I'm saying? Just to try to be cute. But in the same breath, like my clients, they they have fans and they have an audience that want to see behind the scenes stuff. They want to see them get their makeup and hair done. I want to be on camera with a raggedy outfit on. You know what I'm saying? So in my head, I'm like, I need to just come up with like some type of apparel that I can just wear comfortably on set that looks cute. Mm. I like that. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So something that to you is still kind of dressing up, but it's also very comfortable. Like it's achieving the feeling that you get when you feel like you dress bummy. Yeah, like it doesn't even have to be like um it doesn't even have to be like super dressed up, but at least something that just looks clean and, and you won't look like you just came to work any kind of way. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I feel like thanks to the pandemic, I have really discovered my style. It's definitely hoodie, hoodie, sweatpants, comfy. Yeah, that's my kind of girl. And I also have my gut because I, after looking at my video, I put on my stories that I'm like, oh, Alicia, you need to lose 10 more pounds, girl. Yeah, I'm definitely that. Uh, I've been the hoodie person. Like, I, I, I think I talked about this before. Like, every time I go to concerts, anytime somebody has a brand that I like, like even last week, I bought that hoodie from that company. I just genuinely like buying hoodies. I love hoodies. I love sweatpants. So now I'm just like, okay, I maybe I just come out with my own line of um, li- like loungewear. Mm-hmm. You know, and something I have, my bad. Go ahead. It doesn't have to be geared towards um, makeup artists, people that work in the industry. But I do want it to be something that's like, hey, I could wear this to work. I could wear this out. I could wear this, you know, wherever. But it's comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Something I learned when I used to work in sales is that, you know, the best the best return on your product comes from something that you're passionate about. Like if you know what's important to you is having clothes that are very comfortable, it's going to be easier for you to sell that because you really do mean it versus you trying to sell pillowcases or something like that because you just want to make a quick dollar. But if you if you really, you know, just like how you just explained the reason why you dress, how you dress to work and the reason why you want to do something like that, that comes from a place of relatability. So it's easy for you to just like convey that message to customers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. So show. Period. Now I, um, yeah, for myself, I ask myself this question a lot. Like, am I doing what it takes to move to the next level? And I want to say yes, but I know for a fact one day I have to retire and I don't want to retire a consultant. You know what I'm saying? I, I always say that I don't want to be a manager in my field. I kind of want to stay an individual contributor because I like the responsibilities that I don't have to have and that I kind of have a little bit more, you know, free time. And I know that that can't be the case for, I mean, after a while, I'm going to be the the oldest consultant. You know what I'm saying? I can't be, you know, for, and I can't, I can't, consultant is one of those fields you can do for a very long time, but I know how much I love money. So I have to kind of like hone in on my um leadership skills and just kind of you know bite the bullet and do more because I want to be proud of the work I do and I think about that sometimes but I do think with my new company I can I can actually see myself moving to that level I think it's just for me I'm really big on work culture and uh, resources and this company is honestly they they doing their thing so I kind of had that reality check recently just kind of like okay 
no, you've been a senior analyst. You've been in project management. Like what is next besides getting somebody to pay you $25,000 more? You got to actually do the work that's going to give you that kind of money. Yeah. And I have friends around me who are all in higher positions and I just be like, dang, that's what you do. And it's like, all right, let me just stop doubting myself. But do you really want to do that though? So yeah, you know what? I just want to be a part of innovation. And that's what a lot of my a lot of work I do is about implementing new change and then finding ways to make a business operate better. And I do want to be a part of that. And I think that I have really strong leadership skills. I just never wanted to be responsible for humans. And I think retail ruined that for me because I know retail management and corporate management is not the same thing, but because I spent so many years, more time in my career in retail than actual a corporate position in my mind, I don't want to do that no more. That's like, to me, that's what I'm expecting, but it's, that's really not the case. So, you know, I just need to, I do need to sharpen my, um, you know, hone in on my ability to, to give feedback to even, even, even from a position of a non-leader, but just in a way to show that I demand change and I want to implement these things. So, you know, I just got to get better now. It's going to take a little bit of time with this new company, but they are, they are, they are so on, they are so on point with how they do things that it seems, it finally seems realistic to me. So I just think, I'm gonna get myself like maybe within the next two years, I think I could probably, I'll probably be in a manager position. Maybe five years, I'll be a director or a VP or something like that. But I can see it now. I couldn't see it before. And I just think it just came with, you know, age for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then running out of things to do. Cause now I'm like, okay, what else can I do in this industry? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff like that does come with age. Cause I don't, I don't know if you remember me telling you a long time ago, I never wanted to do this type of work because the reason why I started doing makeup just because of the creativity, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really felt like if I were to just start working for the same person all the time or like working for celebrities or people that were popular like that, I would have to be with them all the time and I wouldn't have a life. And I just don't see myself. I think I was looking at it more so from a boy persona instead of looking at it as that's what sometimes it seemed like (laughs) yeah like that's what i was looking at it i'm looking at it as like a do boy persona like i don't know nobody's do boy and have to just follow them everywhere and then do the same face all the time because at the time a lot of people weren't really changing their look they was doing the same type of look all the time but i think that since now we're in a different time I just really like working with uh, more younger artists because they're really open to trying new looks and I can actually be creative. Because they be excited, yeah. Yeah, I can be creative. And then I also realize that when I do travel and have have to work for these people for long periods of time, it's benefits that come with that. Not only do I get paid a, a good amount of money, but I kind of get my own kind of team. Like, I get security to carry my bags. I get security to, to take my stuff. I get a personal trailer. I get um a suite when i go to a hotel i get to stay in you know five-star hotels and just because i'm there for work and i'm you know a part of something so in my head i'm like maybe being a do boy isn't that bad but you know what i feel like (laughs) the only time you would get a feeling of do boy is when you're not being respected you know what i'm saying bingo because when you when you have a good team and you work in an environment that's positive, you'll do whatever because that's the, the type of camaraderie y'all have. But it's only do boy when they talk to you in any kind of way. You ain't getting what yeah. you're worth as far as compensation. And see, from the outside looking in, I'm looking at it from a do boy point of, point of view, like before. So I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to give us like a regular hotel room. Um, You probably ain't, you, you know, and I've been in situations where it's been like, 
I don't even get to stay in the same hotel as my client. I'm like in a whole different hotel. I have to get transportation to their room and da da da, you know, stuff like that, which yeah. I didn't have a problem because the experience of traveling alone, like especially um me being able to travel to these different places, like a lot of times we do get to hang out and just experience explore the city, but I'm like, damn, like I would never have probably came here if it wasn't for my job, you know? So I really love that. Um, I don't know. I just, I I had to, it, it took a lot of growth and a lot of like figuring out what I wanted to do. Cause even yeah. now I say, I don't want to work on movies because it's boring. Like I just, it's very, but that's extremely boring. Like that's never, that's no so good. It's mo- the money is so good. And da, 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 but that's something that you do when you're trying to sit down. Like that's something that you can do in your fifties because you literally aren't doing anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, the makeup will probably take all of 20 minutes because you're dealing with, like, when you're doing a movie, there they have to look like they just woke up out the bed. So you barely putting something mm. on. So they, they don't have, have to be beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah. I never well, thought about it. And you know what? You're right, because makeup and movies be so minimal. And sometimes it be yeah, intentionally They don't, put, they don't ugly. even put lashes on half a time. It be intentionally not beat. Like, you'd be like, yeah. who? okay, that makes sense. So it gives them, like, that everyday look. Yes. So it has to you so that you have to learn different techniques of like how to not make it look perfect because it needs to look as if they did this themselves. Like it needs to mm. look sometimes it needs to look worn in because what if it's like a scene where they were just jogging or running and they was fighting somebody or just got tackled or whatever the case. Oh, I never thought I never thought about that. I always wondered and, and I'm not gonna lie, because I know you and I know you do makeup, when I see movies, I'd be thinking the makeup artist just wasn't that good. <laughs> Oh, no, no, That's the thing. And that's their style. And that becomes their style of makeup over time. Mm, so it's like for somebody that's, that, oh, that's older and they don't have, um, you know, they ain't really out here in these streets trying to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's going to be easier for them. That's better for them because they don't have to do as much. So I would rather do that when I'm older because I know that I'm going to want to retire one day. But for now, I don't see myself retiring no time soon, and I ain't trying to give. I, I think about retirement every time I open my computer up. I'm like, how many more years I got? Well, let me check my 401k. <laughs> oh my God, okay, so if I do five more years at this percent, I'd be like, I know this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing till I'm 55. <laughs> so, what age you think that you want to retire? Or do you, um, or- yeah, I retired the standard retirement age. I I, I want to say it's 55. Let me see, it's 66. Dang. I mean, I can't lie. I would love to retire before 50. But the thing about retirement is that means you're going to stop working and live off the money that you saved. Yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with that? I don't know. But the the way that... See, the the problem with you is you be ready to move every year. But hopefully by within the next five years, maybe I'll have a family. But this is is the only way that 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 retirement early could work for me. I'll be in a house and it'll be paid for. First of all, a mortgage is 30 years. 15 if you really want to flex a little bit. 30 years, which means right now I'm 32, so I'll be 62. My house will be just getting paid off when I'm retired. Okay, cool. I might have kids. They're going to have to go to college. They're going to have to get food. They have to pay bills. Not saying that my husband wouldn't contribute to that. But in reality, if you think about how much money is contributed to a 401k that still allows you to live the life you have right now, your retirement checks be little. Like I remember, I remember some people that I um that I know that retired, they had to start back working because in reality, that money don't be a lot. It don't be enough. It's just it's it's something, 
but that's why they be picking up part-time jobs doing customer service here and stuff like that. And even my granddad and my granddad is what? 84 this year. He just stopped working December 31st of 2019. Oh, wow. And he retired a long time ago, but number one, not saying he wasn't getting a lot of money because I, I, he he worked a very honorable job. So I'm pretty sure he had a pension um, and it was paying him well, but he's bored. What I'm supposed to do, you got to stay active because if you don't be physically active, your body is like starts to give up on you. I mean, my granddad is still a renovated house today. Okay. Like he, he don't play them type of games, but, um, but I'm just saying like, in reality, I want to be able, if I retire, I want to live a life that I can like enjoy. Like I always said, I want to retire from Delta because when you retire from them, you get lifetime flight benefits. To me, that's a nice retired life traveling when I want and doing things that are keeping me active. So do you think that it would be better if you live off your personal savings? No, my personal savings might carry me a couple years. At that, I mean, maybe by the end, yes, but you want this, that, and that's the reason why you want a 401k because it invests and it grows and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't even know. Maybe I, I should, I, I'm supposed to have my review with my financial advisor soon, and we're gonna talk, we're gonna have that conversation because maybe I can retire in 10 years. Maybe not. Period. But that's another Period. thing why you're gonna be too bored because you don't like to do nothing. And so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to just retire and then just be off every day. I'm gonna be like, hey, y'all need some help. I'm going to call back up to my job and be like, what y'all need me to do? Like, I'm going to want to do something. That's why I feel like I want to have a comfortable enough life where I can just enjoy it, like genuinely enjoy it and not just be somebody that's sitting around being on Facebook all day passing on chain letters. So anywho, that was the question I had for today. I think that was a decent topic. You know, I think I think it's natural for us at this age to even be thinking about that because we are kind of like... I don't, I don't think we're considered midlife, not even quarter life, but we are at that point where we're like, okay, the fun has been had. We're obviously to that point where we are 100% taking care of ourselves. Like, how do we secure a, a, a enjoyable future for the long run? I get it. I actually, I was thinking about that literally this week and last week because um, I think you brought up the topic of, about a retirement or something online. And I'm like, honestly, I need to start figuring out my retirement plans because I'm really starting to hone in my career and just figuring out like what I want to do in the long run and I'm kind of getting the gist of like the amount of money that I'm making and even though I did say I didn't want to purchase a house um I'm, I'm okay with that because I don't because I do want kids really but I don't know if that's going to be a part of a realistic goal plan for me so in my head I'm like what do I want like what I want so I definitely I've always talked about either having my own like penthouse, like buying a penthouse or just some sort of luxury condo or something like that's just me. I've never, yeah. I've like, when I think of long-term and I think of my future, I don't think about houses. Like I'm not really a house person, but I would love to like me thinking about owning a condo or a penthouse that, that is like the tea for me. Yeah. To me, it's perfect for a person yeah. living alone. Yeah. So I'm like, Maybe I can start that process this year, you know, trying to find something. Because for me, with these apartments, um, I'm going to always see something better. And I'm always going to see something bigger. And I'm always going to see something that I like. But if it's something that I own, as long as the window's right and the flow's right, I'll just add it in my shit. Like, as long as it's fine. So I could just change it out. If I feel like I want different counters, 
if I still feel like I want different cabinets in there, I'll do it. But and let me tell you something. You can get the most brand new, most up-to-date house, and I promise you, you're going to always find something that you want to change about it. Because it just happens. And because you own it, you have the ability to update it. Like, I'm about to renovate my laundry room for what? I don't know, because I can. And it's going to cost me like $20. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what I'm saying. So I literally watched my friend the other day. He got a condo. He just moved from Miami. He got a, a condo out here. And um, he didn't like his cabinets. This, this boy literally, let me tell you how creative he is. Or maybe I'm just slow. Somebody who wrapped cars came and wrapped his cabinets. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like. Man, cabinets will really upgrade your kitchen. Listen. My kitchen is white and I promise you it make it look bigger than it is. Nah. Your, your kitchen looks so sickening. And then like, when I first saw it, I was like, she could take the best like influencer pictures in here. <laughs> I take all my food pictures by that same window because the way that light hit. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I you know, I say this every time we talk about it. If you can pay rent, you can buy a house. I don't you can literally Sonova's Bank, for anybody's listening, Sonova's Bank has a program, and I wish I knew about this, where you can buy a house with zero down payment. Zero down payment and zero PMI. PMI is basically a fee that's added on top of your mortgage because you didn't pay 20% down. I pay PMI. I have I pay a really small PMI though because I took this course through my lender. They gave me a discount on it. But PMI is something that you never get back. It doesn't go towards a property value. But the lady who bought my last property had a, a mortgage through Sonova's bank. She paid zero dollars down. She didn't have to come out of pocket for nothing. Nothing. Please, y'all. Please. If you got time to really plan it out, please buy a home. Y'all don't listen to Twitter. Obviously, you're gonna have things that cost money, but I promise you, it's wor- It's better than dealing with a trifling leasing office. And it's not. I cannot even, especially with a condo. I don't think there's anything that's gonna ever happen in my condo that's gonna cost me more than two thousand dollars, and that's a fact because I have warranties and some things don't just happen like that. Think about all the time you guys have lived in an apartment and how many things that really went wrong. And I ain't talking yeah. about the gate broke. Or something like that. It's like it's not a lot of stuff that really goes wrong. I'm just being, especially if you get a condo because we have an HOA who pays for the roof, who pays for the exterior of the building. They do the landscape. They do all you got to do is come home every day. I'm telling y'all because I don't been through it and I ain't never spent more than twenty five hundred dollars. And that twenty five hundred dollars replaced an old heating and air system that I knew was old when I bought the place. You get what I'm saying? So it was not a surprise. I knew the time was coming. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just for real, y'all. Listen, I'm telling y'all, please, because it's getting more and more expensive to live in Atlanta, man. And it's going to get to the point where only people who make a whole lot of money get own property unless you're going to be in the outskirts. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm start looking into getting a... Um, I just need a lot of windows. I just want something that feels like luxury yeah i feel you should i'm telling you you, you know, can do it i'm saying and, I, and i've only been living downtown for what four months now and obsessed <laughs> literally i don't have to don't go follow anywhere. atl scoop honey because you're gonna be ready to go somewhere else. i i unfollow atl scoop i had to it was triggering my trauma i couldn't i'm like okay i don't want to go nowhere I, don't it. I don't follow people still send me stuff though but i don't i unfollow it you know what though I don't. I don't want to just blame it on people from out of town, but I really feel like it's like people from out of town doing stuff like this. For and the, the pandemic, party. for real, for real. Because crime. Yeah. I read an article yesterday that said crime in Atlanta has spiked fifty six percent in twenty twenty, but in comparison to the year before that, and crime had been decreasing, but people are going through hard times and they're willing to do whatever they got to do to take care of their own household. Yeah. 
Get the vaccine. We, I'm getting it. <laughs> Man, I've been hearing about people who not frontline workers getting the vaccine. I need to figure out what they doing. Do I just show up and be like, here, I'm here for the vaccine? Like, what's going on? Let me, let me ask our resident nurse. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It like, mm-hmm. It's okay having a friend that's, that works closely in this because you get a lot of information. Man, let me tell knows. you something. I follow so many nurses on Instagram and the stuff that they be talking about, oh my God. It's a whole nother world what go on in the Atlanta streets compared to what going in the hospitals for real. It's like people, they be talking about how many yeah. patients died that day and people, oh my God. It's like scary. <sighs> Anywho, all right. Well, that's been our episode this week for OD Podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, um, I mean, let's Let's work on getting some in-person episodes soon. Whatever day that you um get tested, I'm going to get tested too. So we can have our results. Get tested every other day. I got tested today. I literally had I'm going to get tested every, I'm going to get tested every Sunday. And then I, um, cause the place I went to, you get 24 hour results. I'm not going to go to the rapid place, but they schedules be backed up. So maybe I'll get tested every Thursday, get my stuff by Friday or Saturday, and then we can record the next day or whatever works for your schedule. It don't matter, but we need to, I, I, I miss recording in person. It's to the point now I'm like, okay, we gotta, you know what I'm saying? We need some video. All right. Well, holla at your girl. I'll let you cur- curl in your world. Is that our unofficial outro now? <laughs> yeah. I, I love how I let you curl your burl in your, your world. world. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sean. Bye. Bye. Bye.